I remember this one day a priest was asking me, uh, did you ever think about being a priest? And that was the very first time the thought ever occurred to me. And I honestly told him, nope, never thought about it, was not, uh, never, like, not even against it or for it. It was just never an idea. It was just never an idea. If the Lord's calling you, where else can you go? That's Father Keith Chalinski, rector of St. Charles Borromeo Seminary in Wynwood, Pennsylvania. And his story shows how God never stops calling us while throwing in a few surprises along the way. Thanks so much for spending a few moments with us here at CatholicPhilly.com. We are the digital media channel of the Archdiocese of Philadelphia. I'm your host, Gina Christian. Well, in July of this year, Father Chelinsky was appointed as the 32nd rector of St. Charles Borromeo, and he's right at home since he's a graduate of the seminary, a faculty member, and the former director of counseling. But for a long time, he actually felt drawn more to the piano than to the priesthood. So as he prepares to lead seminarians through their priestly formation, I sat down with Father for a quick chat about how he got to where he is, along with some of the current challenges faced by young men considering priesthood. Let's take a listen. Father, welcome. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you. Very much. I want to make sure I get the pronunciation of your name right. I was saying for the longest time Chilinski, but it's Chilinski, right? Chilinski. Chilinski. So the ch is pronounced. It, it's the Americanized version. I understand in Poland the ch would actually be a h sound like a chilinski. Chilinski. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But we've always pronounced it Chilinski. Tell me some of the worst pronunciations of your name you've heard. Uh, Chisolinski. Chis people like to throw z's in there for some reason. <laughs> Not sure why. Okay. But again, yeah. it is? Chilinski. Chilinski. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much. And I'm in your office. Nice digs. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice digs. Quite an upgrade from my previous office. No, this I'll is beautiful. That. This is beautiful. Well, tell me, Father, describe your background and tell us about your own vocation journey. How did God make his call known to you and how did you respond? Where did this begin? Well, I, actually, I my first uh, inkling of vocation wasn't conscious for me until I was in college. Actually never thought about it, grade school, high school. We went to Mass every Sunday. I've always believed, uh, but faith was never a, a real personal, integral part of my life until I had this very powerful moment when I was in college. And uh, I was a freshman, actually, and I just, uh, for the first time, really felt the presence of God within me. And it became very real and all of a sudden, I became very active in my parish. I was living at home while I was going to school. And um, within a year or two, uh, I remember this one day a priest was asking me, uh, did you ever think about being a priest? And that was the very first time the thought ever occurred to me. And I honestly told him, nope, <laughs> never thought about it, was not, uh, never, like, not even against it or for it. It was just never... You were neutral An idea. It. it was just never an idea. Yeah. But it, I sensed that someone else was talking when he asked me, and it kind of scared me a little bit. Really? Yeah. How so? I don't know. I, I just felt like it was God was really speaking through him. Why did that scare you? And Because this was a whole new direction that uh, I did not have in my plans. <laughs> I was studying music at the time, and uh, we have a lot of musicians in my family, and I just thought this was going to be my trajectory. Um, 
But I, I can say, though, it, I did get scared, but there was also something that intrigued me about this call, and I remember, uh, I remember going home that night and just praying about it and thinking, okay, Lord, is this, if this is what you want, I'll, I'll do it. Um, but from that moment to when I entered, it was actually 10 more years. <laughs> 10 years? How, do, yeah. how were those years filled? You had said that you were studying music, and I'm glad you went there because, I have to be honest, a couple of your fellow priests ratted you out about your beautiful voice. So <laughs> so th- th- I'm just putting that out there, and we'd want to circle back to that when we talk a little bit about your hobbies. But what happened in those 10 years? Well, I decided I was finishing school, uh, first of all, so I thought I'm going to f- finish. Uh, what were get, you studying? My, I was studying classical piano. At Temple University. And um, so I, I was thinking, well, I'm halfway through. I might as well just finish my degree and then apply to the seminary when I finish. Uh, but as I got into my senior year, I just something within me just didn't feel right. It didn't seem like it was the right time. Wasn't sure. I, I didn't really think it was cold feet. I just thought I needed to, you know, uh, either grow more or perhaps use the music a little bit. Um, so I decided not to apply. And so I went into music ministry, and I actually um, was hired at uh, Corpus Christi Parish in Lansdale, and I was the music director there for about six years. So you oversaw the cantors, and mm-hmm. wow, that's incredible. Yeah, choir. So. We took the choir to Rome. We sang at the Vatican, and it was a great, great time. And it was really during that time that I think that the call was—I thought the call might have been— wasn't there anymore or I just pushed it to the back burner but uh, the melody continued it continued and uh, after several years I remember I was praying in an adoration chapel one night and I just I felt the Lord's call like it's time and uh, here we are (laughs) you also am I correct you also have studied psychology as well is that right I did that was after ordination Archbishop Chaput uh, invited me to go to uh, get an advanced degree in clinical psychology. Talk a little bit about that. That's quite a swing. I mean, to have deep experience with music, education in music, music ministry, theological training, and then psychological training. Sir, I would say you're well qualified for this job. <laughs> it is. Uh, I think it's it's definitely a, a, a useful background to have when you're doing seminary formation, because that's when you realize when you're working with the guys in particular that there's uh, there's just a lot of psychological stuff, you know, helping them to grow in what we call their human formation. You know, they, they have their their academic studies. They have their uh, training in, in prayer and spiritual formation. They get pastoral experience. But it's also this, this human dimension, which is very hard to define, um, but is so important uh, when you're uh, helping guys. Um, you know, I, I joke in class, I teach a pastoral counseling class, and I tell them, guys, you're learning all of this scripture and theology, and it's essential. You have to know this. You can't teach heresy. <laughs> you know, you have to be a man of the Word of God. I said, but on a human level, if I joke, I say, if you're a jerk, you're not going to help anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so I say, so you have to be nice to people, you have to be compassionate. Um, and then they'll listen to your scripture. They'll listen to your theology. But that's what we call human formation. It's that those things within me as a human being that help me to be a bridge so that they can truly encounter Christ through me. Sure. And, and having studied psychology, um, I think th- that really helps me a lot. It gives me insights um, into how to help guys um, and uh, 
and gives me the language too, I think, to talk to my priest colleagues as as we discuss, you know, very various issues. So, and that brings me right to my next question: What are young men facing these days? As they discern vocations, what are where are they at? This is a different era. Human nature remains the same, but times change. Talk a little bit about where these guys are at. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think through these last several years, in particular, through the whole COVID pandemic, there's just been such an uptick in um, cases of anxiety and depression, and I'm I'm convinced that that very much correlates with uh, increased isolation lack of socialization, just everything being online and Zoom and, and so forth that, that guys um, and the population in general, um, I think the more we isolate, the more it's, it, it goes against our nature. We're made for each other. We're made for family, for community. Uh, ultimately, we're made for heaven. And, and so I, th- I think there's definitely an increase uh, in those kinds of uh, depression and anxiety related to that. Um, I think too. Just today, the the entering the seminary is so countercultural um, that I I I think that um, part of my, what I envision in trying to support the men who come here is to to really help them, encourage them, to give them um, to affirm them their choice and to, and to um, and to give them great confidence and hope that you know. If the Lord's calling you, where else can you go? You know, he, he is the way, the truth, and the life. And um, so I, I, that's that's the thing that I hope, and I, and I know my brother priest would do the same, as well as all of our faculty and staff. Um, we just had a meeting today at the, uh, our, my first, as rector, my first uh, general faculty meeting. It's a little intimidating, to be honest. Um, but I shared with them, I said, you know, when I look in this room, I've, I've thought of this for months, actually, before, uh, that I wanted to say this at this meeting. There is such a wealth of talent and competency and dedication among this group of, of faculty and staff, the priests, um, that it's, it's just gives me so much joy and confidence in what we have to offer these seminarians to help them as they, quote-unquote, leave the world, you know, as they're following the Lord, to really show them that um, there's nothing to be afraid of. If God has called you, there, there's no need to be afraid. And you can tell this is such a community of love and support. You feel that there's a very strong loyalty to St. Mm-hmm. Charles Borromeo. No matter where priests are assigned, no matter where the Lord takes them in life, you can always sense that, you yeah. know, and it's and even pal- with our own archbishop. Yeah, very much so. It's archbishop very palpable. Paris, absolutely. Yep. Yep. Well, on the lighter side, what are your hobbies? Tell me tell me what you do for fun. Honestly, among my hobbies, music is not one of them. <laughs> Because it was work for so long. Oh, goodness. <laughs> so for me, I do enjoy it, and I'm still happy to, um, you know, sing things or, you know, perform, you know, sometimes here at the, at the seminary. Well, can I tell you I the priest I do enjoy concerts, who, too. Well, the priest yeah. who ratted you out about your beautiful voice said, I think you folks were in Rome at the Colosseum, and you sang the Salve Regina. Uh, this is what I've heard, and as I said, that's that's what ratted you out. So. <laughs> I think I know who that is, too. <laughs> We're not naming names here, no, folks. We want no, no lawsuits. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. So, I, I mean, music's always a part of me, and I'm happy to serve with it. But uh, the uh, ways I relax, actually, I like sports a lot. 
And uh, well, I also I'm sports like, illiterate, so that's uh, a joke right oh, there. Sorry. <laughs> <It's> okay. <laughs> Uh, I like baseball, football, especially. Um, I also, um, I do like to travel. That's kind of my, the thing that I really enjoy. Is where's, just, where's some places you've been? Uh, a lot of Europe. Um, been to the Holy Land several times. Mm-hmm. And most recently, the most, uh, um, I would say, exotic of trips that I've taken, I have went to uh, Bangladesh. My goodness. Yeah, yeah, it was actually because of one of our seminarians who was studying here uh, uh, was had graduated and was being ordained a priest. So I was blessed to go witness his, his ordination. Oh my goodness, yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah, it was truly a, a, yeah, another world. It was a beautiful experience and the hospitality I, I re- we received, it was just incredible. Well, I know that as the leader of a journey for these young men, you who have traveled so far and so well will certainly be a good and kind shepherd to them and and lead them to follow the true shepherd, Jesus Christ. He's the answer. Amen. There's no other. Amen. Thank you so much. Father Keith Chelinski. Did I get that right? You got it. (laughs) Thank you so much. All the best and many blessings in your new leadership role at St. Charles Borromeo Seminary. We look forward to great things. Thank you. Thank you very much, Gina. Appreciate it. And that was Father Keith Chelinski, rector of St. Charles Borromeo Seminary in Wynwood, Pennsylvania. We're keeping him and all those at St. Charles in our prayers as they begin a new year. For more information on the seminary, you can visit scs.edu. That's scs.edu. You've been listening to CatholicPhilly.com from the Archdiocese of Philadelphia. Thanks so much to our publisher, Archbishop Nelson Perez, who also went to St. Charles Borromeo. We thank you, our listeners, and of course, we thank our Lord, without whom none of this would be possible. You can find us online at CatholicPhilly.com, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CatholicPhilly. I'm your host, Gina Christian, and until next time, may God bless and keep you.